Glory to God forever. Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. Jesus Christ is the Savior, He's the, and He's the Lord God Almighty. The Lord is one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's the most wonderful, beautiful person in the universe, and humans were born to fellowship with Him. Amen. Those who make it to heaven will fellowship with Him forever. Amen. Lord, thank You for today. Thank You for coming to the earth as, as a human and living like us and dying for us rising from the dead. Thank you for all you're doing now. And Lord, we give you this time. I bless those listening and I believe with them you'll reveal your glory to them in Jesus' name. Lord, send out laborers to the harvest fields, to Saudi Arabia and Jordan and the nations surrounding, um, the countries surrounding the Middle East and in Jesus' name, amen. I want to continue speaking about heaven and hell in this brief message and it, it, brief time out this is Wonder in Reality my name's Jim and in the last 30 days um, well, first I want to thank our partners and those who are following this ministry and praying for this ministry the last 30 days people from more than 50 countries have listened to this podcast and so this series is an evangelistic series with an emphasis on heaven, hell, and angels. So I just want to continue doing that because it's, you know, great things are happening. That's all. Okay. Heaven is glorious beyond description, mainly because it's filled with the presence of God, the presence of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. And His presence and glory is also everywhere on the earth. That's why humans can get saved instantly. When they just say yes to Jesus Christ, their spirit person's alive. They go from death to life. And they now, if they just stay with Jesus Christ, they'll live forever in glory. And if you haven't listened to the message before this one, please at least listen to the first part. It's the, the last two chapters of the Bible. And it's glorious. A description of the new heaven and new earth. And that's, you know, when, it, when for example, it's, it says in there, um, the new Jerusalem is, like, is pure gold like clear glass. That the river of life flowing from God's throne is clear as crystal. And so that's all of that. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the glory of the Lord. When someone, that's, if, if someone just listens to one thing, please just listen to that. It, when somebody goes to Him directly and seeks Him with their whole heart and when they find Him, they find God, okay? Jesus Christ. And He's the treasure. He's the... Um, the, Jesus gave that parable the, of, tr- of the treasure hidden in a field. Jesus is that treasure. The Holy Spirit is that treasure. Amen. And, and let's remember, most people don't find Him in this way. Okay, that's a definite fact. Even most believers on the earth don't find Him in this way. Now, it, praise the Lord that they're saved and when they get to heaven they'll fellowship with Him. They'll be in His glory. And a a great woman of God one time said, and it's kind of a hard thing to accept, 
but many people will get to heaven and realize how much they missed out on. Um, but, but the good news is, if we're on the earth, it, His mercies are new every morning, every hour, every minute we can go to Him. And um, Amen. Amen. I want to read something from uh, A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Baxter. Um, but before that, hell is horrible beyond description. Uh, I, I don't want any emphasis on me or this, or this ministry, but I don't hear many people talking about hell. I don't hear many ministers or pastors speaking about hell. And it's something that we should definitely speak about. If Jesus spoke about it, we should too. He spoke about hell more than He did about heaven. But He, he said hell's the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And in this book, A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Baxter, he reveals hell in great detail. And this is from page 111. I just want to read this. This is at a time um, when during her tours the uh, of of hell, Jesus took her to hell thirty nights and gave her a tour of hell. And during that time, most of the time, she was with Jesus Christ. But there was a time when Jesus left her, and he explained to her that he did that so that she could know exactly what hell is like for those lost souls who were there. And, and uh, you know, it's a very traumatic for this, for Mary Baxter. But dur during that time when he left, this is something she is, uh, she wrote, quote, but I could feel with the keenest of senses, fear, hatred, excruciating pain, and sorrow beyond measure. Let me read that again. This is from page 111, quote, but I could feel with the keenest of senses, comma, fear, comma, hatred, excruciating pain, and sorrow beyond belief. Something I've been emphasizing that is revealed in this book is that people in hell have all their senses and their senses are much stronger in hell. Even though they're a skeletal, it's very scary the reality of what she saw, but the lost souls that she saw, again, there's billions of lost souls in hell. It's a massive place. It's enlarging itself every day to receive as many as 100,000 people or more every day. The, our ministry estimates that there's 50 to 60 billion lost souls in hell right now. And hell is shaped like a body lying on her back in the middle of the earth. That may surprise people, but that's a reality, okay? Now, she also encountered, Jesus had an, an encounter in, with 19 specific lost souls in hell. And, and, and one of the reasons I mentioned all of that, you know, is to look at the big picture, but also the specifics that, and, and there's as they interacted with these people, as Jesus interacted with these lost souls, Mary Baxter again and again saw that, and it, I know this is difficult, but the lost souls are a skeletal form with a misty gray soul inside their skeleton. 
They're, they have their body and their soul because humans are eternal, made in God's image and likeness. And so they have their skeletal form and the, their, there's flesh on the skeletal form that is continually burning and falling off of their body. Continual flames. There's flames that go up over their whole body and then kind of die down somewhat. But even when the flames die down, she saw flames on their body and their flesh was falling off of their body. And so people may think, oh, well, maybe it's different there. Maybe it's a spiritual place and people don't feel these things. The reality is they actually feel things more than we feel them on the earth. So their five senses are all stronger in hell. Their sense of touch, that's really one of the main ones because they feel everything going on. You can imagine how awful and, and what torment they're under in. They, their sense of sight, smell, taste, and hearing are all stronger. Um, now also, what I read earlier, she reveals here that their soul is actually operating, you might say, is actually functioning at a stronger level also. Because again, she says, I could feel with the keenest of senses, fear, hatred, excruciating pain, that's a physical thing, but fear and hatred and sorrow are in the soulish realm, right? Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. So their mind likely is, is just like their senses, is stronger in hell. They have their memory of the earth. They know everything that's going on. Um, then emotions, their emotions are stronger. Feeling hatred and fear and sorrow and sadness and these things it's just it's awful and that's now what i just mentioned i have not emphasized that as much but but now that i read this portion um it reveals that and it also it kind of, it really makes sense even i mean if, if if people's physical senses are stronger then they're all of their bot their soulish um you might call them their their soul, their soul's senses, so to speak, are also actually functioning stronger. So, now again, many people would say, well, it just it has to be in the Bible only. Well, Jesus spoke about hell numerous times. And there's actually more than a hundred scriptures in the Bible about the places of the underworlds. Our ministry has counted them and many of them are about hell. Now, hell is sometimes called Sheol or Hades, but it's hell. It's that's that's the you know of of those five places in the underworlds. Without a doubt, hell. Well, I shouldn't say without a doubt, but hell is the one that is where lost souls go, and then at the end times it will be thrown into the lake of fire. So it it gets even worse because it. The lake of fire, is, is that's revealed clearly in the Bible that it's a lake of fire and brimstone. Not just fire, as we know it. We know that fire is, is as deadly as it is. It's kind of a 
it's 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 fire right it's a unique thing it's not a liquid right but brimstone is what you call, might call liquid fire if you've seen pictures of a volcano with that lava coming out it's it's red and orange and just it's just it's it's I'm, I'm thinking that brimstone is really like that but again when the Bible says lake of fire I mean it's literally a lake that has those things in it and and let me say here's an example of of the scripture about hell it says in Isaiah you can look this up you can google it I believe it's like Isaiah 14 9 it says hell uh, has opened its mouth okay when people read that they might think okay that must be figurative but it's actually literal because hell has a mouth and the jaws of hell Mary Baxter saw these things hell has a body and a heart and a, uh, arms and legs literally there there's the heart of hell that that is is a massive in size and it beats like up and down and it's black it's the blackest of black she she writes about that and she they actually went into hell into the heart of hell the good news is jesus christ is the savior anyone who says yes to him Think of what they receive. Eternal life. Knowing the only true God. Belonging to Him. Belonging to Jesus Christ. The wonderful Savior. The, the, the Good Shepherd. The, the bread of life. The light of the world. The Holy Spirit is the living water. I mean, it's just so glorious. You know, how could... It's, it's, and, and it gets better and better with Jesus Christ. Just as it gets worse and worse in hell, it gets better and better with Him, even for all eternity. To think that... I mean, let me finish with, with that. Eternity, you know, one time a friend of mine said, and he's emphasized it, that eternity is what matters. You know, and... and And without a doubt, someone's most important decision is their choice between God and self. Between Jesus Christ and self. And what's fascinating is, it, for humans, that is a one-time choice, but then it's also a choice literally every day. It's a wonderful privilege that we have. A great man of God, even this week, has been teaching about, in his teaching, he's, he's said that um, we salvation's a continual, ongoing salvation that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And part of that is that every day we have the privilege of choosing Him. And here's another thing fascinating. To experience His presence and glory, um, there's three realms of prayer. Jesus revealed that. And so most believers... Um, if they pray at all, you know, they're in the first realm. Ask and you shall receive. And then seek and you shall find. Jesus said these things. And then He said, knock and the door will be open. So that to, to, to experience His presence and glory, we need to go into those three phases. And 
we lose our old nature and then we can connect with the Holy Spirit and experience Him. Amen. And, and actually, I think there's a real, these are mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but the three phases of knowing the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to summarize those very briefly in just a minute, but coincide with those three realms of prayer. Because this, pa- this man of God is a patriarch of the faith, and he explains that we can actually experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit every day. It's this most glorious experience. So that the four phases, there's four phases of knowing God. The final three are knowing really in a, a relationship, well, are, are knowing the Holy Spirit. That, that's the simplified summary. Although, of course, everyone who's born again has the Holy Spirit. Amen. But they just haven't been born. The second of water and the Spirit. So phase number one, born again. Phase number two, born of water and the Spirit. Phase number three, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Phase number four, the anointing. And again, here's, let me finish with this. Someone may say, well, wait, how can someone actually experience these things? It's between them and God. It's a person going directly to Him, seeking Him with their whole heart. Not to a religion, not to a church, not to a person. Actually, not even to the Bible. I mean, people may say that I'm wrong and I'm contra- I'm, I'm not trying to be controversial. This is a... It's a relationship with the living God, with Jesus the Christ, the Holy Spirit, not knowing the Bible, not anything else. You know, but we need to be in fellowship with believers. We need the Word of God. Amen. We revere His Word. We, we need... Um, you know, prayer, of course, but... And so we can use salvation as the benchmark. We cannot give someone salvation, right? I mean, that's common sense. We can lay hands on someone for them to be healed. And right now, someone could get healed. I could call out a healing. But we cannot do that with salvation because that's between them and God and it's the greatest miracle. It's, and, and you might say that those, all four phases are just like that. Amen. I mean, that's actually, I believe that fully. Um, even a loved one that we know and that we care about, we have no impact on whether or not they go into those, any of those phases. I mean, we can believe with them. We can... Um, but it's, it's, it's between them and God. So th- please visit wonderreality.org. Thank you again for being a partner and blessings.